Welcome to the Way to Wellness Podcast. I'm Angela Shack, and I'll be your host today. And this is part of our Wellness Now series, where we bring you the most essential information in 10 minutes or less. In the episode today, we'll touch on grief and loss that so many of us are experiencing, especially now with the ongoing pandemic situation. Now, this topic could fill hours, and I know we have 10 minutes, so I'll be discussing just some of the signs and a few strategies that you can use to help yourself and your children. Generally, when we hear the word grief, we tend to think that we must be referring to a death or a debilitating disease or illness. We know that many families have experienced this type of loss. Grief comes in many other forms of loss, such as the losses that have come with this pandemic. There's the loss of normalcy and stability. We may be thinking, when am I going to get back to work or back to school? When is my life going to return to what it used to be? There's anxiety around the loss of safety. People might be wondering, gee, am I going to get sick or will someone in my family get sick? There's also a loss of security with the concern about the economic impact on families and communities. People are worried about whether they will have enough money to get food and other resources. And of course, there's the loss of connection with others, our family, friends, people at work, children going to school to see their friends, and the list goes on and on. A troubling aspect of this pandemic is the open-endedness of it, the unknown. That brings about uncertainty and what experts refer to as anticipatory grief. This is what brings about those feelings of sadness and anxiety about what might happen and what the future may hold. Parents and kids are likely wondering, when is this all going to go away and when can I get back to my normal activities? This is a real concern and loss for people and there's some grieving that's natural and normal. With anticipatory grief, the unknown is one of the hardest parts to cope with. Parents can help by offering honest answers that are age appropriate to explain what's going on in the situation and try to answer some of the questions. Now, that doesn't mean that parents are going to have all the answers. It's okay to say, I don't know yet, but I'll let you know if I can find out. Parents can also give reassurances that the family is going to keep doing the things to stay safe and well. Look for the things that are within your control and help your kids identify things that they can control. For example, reminding kids that the family will keep washing hands and wearing masks and staying apart when outside of the home. These are the kinds of things that we all have control over, so it helps us all feel more comfortable and reduces some of the anxiety about what's going on with the pandemic. Sometimes it seems that if we just push the feelings away, that will take care of it and we won't have to worry about it. But We know from experience that ignoring these feelings doesn't really make them go away. Author Louvre Ajay Jones said, and I quote, Small traumas are like paper cuts throughout our life, which can become gaping wounds. Even paper cuts deserve to be addressed. End of quote. 
So we may try to deal with these feelings by saying something like, oh, that's just the way it is, or maybe trying to offer a distraction like, why don't you go watch a movie and try to get your mind off of it? These kinds of things only postpone or maybe even worse, suppress the emotions that you and your kids are having. When the feelings are not addressed, this is often when you may see more behavior issues come up. So it's going to be important to set aside time to talk to your kids and acknowledge those feelings and help them name the feelings. Kids may act out or become withdrawn when they're feeling unsafe or disconnected. And when you can name those feelings of fear and anxiety and frustration or sadness that's behind those behaviors, then kids can better understand what they're experiencing. And then you can help them find ways to move through it. Imagine feeling scared or sad and someone says to you, well, that's just not going to happen. We're all going to be fine. Wouldn't it be a little more supportive to hear something such as, I'm really glad you told me how you're feeling. We'll all get through this together. You can help yourself and your children by trying to take time to just sit and listen, and sometimes that's all you need to do. Parents can also help their kids by discussing and practicing some of the strategies to help manage the feelings. One strategy is deep breathing. There's something called 4x4 four four deep breathing, which is to inhale slowly to the count of four, hold the breath for four seconds, and then exhale to the count of four, and then do that same process four times. By practicing that deep breathing, people can begin to calm themselves and their bodies. Also, doing a short meditation and thinking of a happy place that you can recall or even imagine. This can help people feel more balanced. Some kids are going to need a physical outlet and need to do an activity where they can get their body moving. It can be something like yoga or something more active if you can get out in the backyard and play basketball or walk in your neighborhood. Those are the kinds of things that help get out that extra energy when kids are feeling frustrated or upset, which could be part of the grieving process. But most importantly, kids need someone who will listen. So make sure you're taking that time without distractions to sit down and listen. And hugs are good too. These are only a few strategies that can help. If you or someone in your family is struggling with grief and loss that needs further attention, contact a mental health provider in your community. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to stay tuned for about two more minutes, I've included a short meditation that you might enjoy. Welcome to the Mindful Meditation. Our meditation today will focus on gratitude. Start by sitting comfortably in your seat with your spine straight in a comfortable position. Begin to turn your focus to your breathing, breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. You may want to put your hand near your heart to feel the rhythm of your breath as you breathe in and out, and each breath becomes slower and deeper.
You can close your eyes if you would like, or gaze at something in the room or the gratitude image in this section. As you become more relaxed, turn your thoughts to gratitude. If other outside thoughts enter your mind, you can acknowledge those thoughts and just let them fade away as you turn your attention to feeling grateful. Think of one person that you are grateful for and take a moment to think about why you are grateful for this person in your life. Maybe this person helped you in some way. Maybe you feel happy or comfortable when the person is near you. Imagine that this person is sitting across from you now. Acknowledge your gratitude. Take a moment to experience how you're feeling as you think about this person that you are grateful for. As you go about your day, you can carry these thoughts and feelings with you. Thank you.